Hold on. 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 And we're rolling. Hold on. Hold on. Hello, everyone. Oh. Hello, everyone. I can't be excited about this. I can't. I can't have the same fervency that I normally have. Welcome to another episode of Hold the Door Cast. <laughs> Hold the Door. The last oh. episode of Hold the Door Cast. <laughs> we're going to we're going to conclude this we're will be our up. final one. This our watch has ended. Oh, when we're ending mid-season just like we began. <laughs> well, right. We made a pact back in season 1 that when our character died, <laughs> we would quit. And we made that pact that we wouldn't start podcasting until season 5. But <laughs> I had a very nostalgic thought today that, you know, it, it seemed for a good long while there, like, oh, they're probably not going to kill. They kill everybody on this show, but not Hodor. Not Thanks, Hodor. Jason. He, yeah, you jinxed it, Jason. You jinxed well, I mean, it. I, I had this thought today after the fact, after we lost Hodor. I know. But uh, mm. it, was, it, was, it was a good run. It, it was a good it, run. It was a good run. And this is no a good No one is run. safe. Yeah, no, well, like, I, I, Kim was, was uh, making a little noise there. Was that because you don't necessarily believe he's dead, Doctor? Oh, mm. Uh, if we hold to our policy of no one's dead till they die on Stannis lives <laughs> and Benjen and all and, Benjen could be Benjen could and, be still uh, alive and the hound and the hound the hound a boy wants to believe that Hodor is still alive <laughs> so does a middle aged woman <laughs> hey let's station identification this is Hodor cast I'm Mike McCafferty I'm Kim Miller and I'm Jason McCarris and this is Hodor cast, and now we know why he's called Hodor. So sad. Yeah. So yeah. sad. We laughed. We mocked. We made fun. <laughs> yes. Boy, Brian Weissel on this show three weeks ago right. said he didn't even like him. Yeah. And now Banished. we're all heartbroken. Oh, Brian didn't like him? Oh. No, you don't remember that? Yeah, yeah. Brian Weissel said he's my least favorite character. I don't like him. Yeah. Oh, we should we should ask him. We, we thought he was too cartoony. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna, find out you guys, uh, you guys chattered. I'm going to ask him right now if it's his favorite okay. character now. <laughs> yes. Did you notice that brief shot of the? I know we're jumping to the last scene against yeah. policy, but well, <laughs> that brief shot happened. of the uh, horse, and then it flickered through my mind that ridiculous internet rumor about oh yes. he was warging into a horse. Yes. They like, oh no! Don't tell me that really happened. They, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was close, but no cigar. It was a good, uh, good theory, but uh, not not quite as good as the actual thing. Well, it certainly it was a great episode. A great episode. It started out a little rocky. I got to be honest. I, yeah. I'm going to put. I'm going to postulate first of all that uh, George R. R. Martin, perhaps, but certainly um, was it D. B. Weiss and and David Benioff. D. <laughs> D. No, I said D. B. D. B. The D. P. Weiss. They, they have plagiarized. They have listened to Hoder cast because <sighs> what did they have there but an ill-conceived theater scene? Oh. Very close yes. to the restaurants of restaurants. I submit to you that they listened to this podcast and they pilfered it from us. <laughs> Not only like that, they must have heard our, our conversation about all the farts this season oh. on Game of Thrones. <laughs> and then... Up the ante by about fifty. <laughs> the, oh well, boy, it's context. They, I suppose it fit. <laughs> yeah, they really, boy, they really laid on the farts on that one, didn't they? Um, <laughs> they really <laughs> went to the fart gag. Pun intended. On yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think the inter- most interesting thing about that scene probably was apparently Arya has now learned what happened to Sansa after she 
blacked out and left right. King's Landing. And Joffrey, and I'm, I think she heard about Joffrey. Maybe, I, can't, but, I mean, don't you I think? I don't know. She knows that she married. Yeah. Uh, but also, she had to consider the source because she saw how yeah, the true. stuff she actually was present for looked. Right. So <laughs> she's not quite sure what to make of it all. Her father looks uh, like a buffoon. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That was very sad, too. It was a very sad episode on, in a lot of ways. Uh, we, we actually, we should start back at the beginning, which is in Molestown. In Molestown. Molestown. Well, uh, our, our good buddy Sansa uh, receives a, a raven. Our good buddy, yes. For some reason, my wife finds it hilarious every time uh, that uh, somebody receives a raven or sends a raven. <laughs> really? <laughs> she laughs every single time. <laughs> really? Silent yeah, and the fart jokes. But man, a good yeah. raven joke, man. She gets very serious. Not so silent when she has giant wangs in, in her face via the television. Jumping ahead. Jumping yes, ahead. Uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> she in Molestown? I thought she was still at... Uh, no, she she was. I don't at, remember. She they was left. at the wall, uh, and then but she got the raven, and and she saw the seal, which was Littlefinger's seal, yes. apparently. And then she asked, "How long was it to Molestown?" And that's where she oh, goes oh, to. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. So that, that's we're we're beginning in Molestown here, uh, and uh, she has her her uh, face off with Littlefinger. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. Littlefinger's great because it still seems like he has games in play, right? Everyone else has yeah. had their game kind of knocked off. This is the first time it seems like he's been pushed back a little bit by someone who he's trained, Sansa. Sansa's now like, she has finally come into her own, and she's pushing him back a little bit. Right. But he's still... Did did he really... I'm sorry, go on. No, I said, but he's still good enough. He's still smart enough to pivot on that and just put that little seed of doubt. I love when he walked away and he said, half, brother. You know, I mean, it's just like... (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God, that's right. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Did he really not know what Ramsey would do to her? I mean... I was like, did he? Oh, he had to know what Ramsey was capable of. He he absolutely did. What he didn't count on was that she would escape and link up with you know Jon Snow and now become a threat. Right. Which always kind of puzzled me because I always thought he because he was so in love with Catelyn that he kind of had the hots for Sansa and wanted to marry her. Um, But yeah, but I think you know politically it was uh, a little more expedient for him to get what he wanted. By doing sure. that, well, I mean, he really fully understood what she was in for being married to him. Right. But, uh, well, and she does say, she says, "Would you like to hear about my wedding night?" And uh, so I can still feel it. What he did in my body, standing here right now. And she actually went further. And she's like, I, "And I don't mean that metaphorically. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. Literally, right? Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Don't let him off easy. Yeah. I and, mean, but I also, and the great thing about that scene was Brienne. Because Brienne's such a badass <laughs> and is standing behind her the entire time, and she's like, "Why? Why wouldn't I just tell Brienne to kill you right now?" Yeah, but she finally realizes. She? Well, because she's playing the game now, she realizes that there's some yeah. use to him. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, you need him later. Yeah, I, I mean, now she's flipping the tables on him because I mean, it seems like Littlefinger's plan was because he's always wanted to be sort of the ward of the North, and so mm-hmm. he was going to get you know the um, the Ares army and march in mm-hmm. to Winterfell. Mm-hmm. Save her, marry her, and then become the war of the North, and then who knows what. But yeah. now it's been flipped, so he's kind of biding his time. But she now realizes that she can use him. So, yeah, right. Well, I can't imagine the, she's the not going to use I'm sorry, his army. Doctor, go ahead. I can't imagine that she's not going to use his army at some point. Yeah, yeah, it's, I'm it's sure. Not just parked there for a reason, or you know, for no reason. 
Um, but he does drop a very important tidbit before the, the scene is over, which is that Sansa's uncle, uh, yeah. Brendan the Blackfish, has retaken his home of River Run from the phrase. Now, have we heard him before, Kim? Has has he been named yeah. before? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. He was at the Red Wedding. He left before the carnage. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I didn't remember. It's been, you know, well, it's what, been like four seasons since we've seen him. Um, yeah. When Catelyn went home when her father died and they did the whole Viking funeral <laughs> type thing. Remember? Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. so he's still bumming around and out there. Very interesting part later, which we will probably talk a little bit about it, but I, you know, just in case we don't, uh, it, what a great moment when she, uh, she announces to everybody that that's what's going on. And then she kind of lies about it. Not, not kind of, she does lie about it and says that mm-hmm. she heard it from Ramsey when the whole time she knew it was from Littlefinger. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, there's, there's something uh, at play with her either that she, she didn't want to admit that she got it from Littlefinger or, uh, she, she's just playing her hand very close to the vest. She knows the value of information, right? I mean, yeah. that's what this yeah. whole place is about. It's about do you have something you can use against someone? No, so. that's a great point. I think it's a great indication of where we what we saw last night is how far she's come and and uh, what she's learned. Yeah, in that scene. I suppose if she mentions his name, they'll want to know. Wait a minute, why do you know him? Why are you so close? Right. So, <laughs> they'll yeah. explain all. Good that. point. Yeah, that yeah, that's did true. Anything yeah. wrong? I guess, but no, he's she no must have he's. Yeah, I don't think he's really had a lot of. Uh, I mean, as far as the Starks are concerned, now we know what he's done with the the Starks and and sure. um, and uh, not well, Caitlin's sister, right? He pushed her mm-hmm. out of the Moon Door, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that she's not necessarily yeah, a Stark. Just talking about the Moon Door, yeah, more <laughs> Moon Door. Oh. change our podcast, Moon Door, Odor, Moon Door, maybe Moon, moon Door cast, yeah. <laughs> All right, so so a good scene sets the table, and then where do we go to next? Bravos. Bravos. Yes. Bravos. Arya uh, and the Waif are uh, fighting. The, the Daredevil training continues. The Daredevil, Very I cool know. Fight, yes. <laughs> a good fight. I liked well, how they well, had a good the... fight if you like her getting her ass kicked because she, she, got, <laughs> she got beat up. The Was she getting better, her ass without a weapon, too? Oh, yeah. She, she's almost yeah. getting there. She's getting close. Um, yeah. I liked how uh, they had the, the close up on Arya on the ground and then she does that heave and then they do kind of the far shot of her flipping up on her feet, which is obviously like right. a stunt double. And then we <laughs> yeah. come back to her face. Cause it's, maybe she could do it. Maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? But it was, uh, that's how they would have done it for me. I mean, they were like, okay, Mike, just rock back and forth. You got it, man. And then like, you know, some guy 20 years younger and 50 pounds lighter would have jumped up on his feet. Like, aha. You know? So the faceless man shows up and says he's uh, ready to give her another shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and uh, he has a little vial for her, right? Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. he says that uh, she has to kill an actress named Lady Crane. And again, I don't quite understand the whole philosophy of these faceless men. Are they just hired assassins? He Is did it- go into an explanation last night, too, about the origins, right? Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, there was a lot of origins in this one. So he was just uh, the faceless. The first guy was just a regular dude. Yeah. And, uh, nobody. From Valyria. From, or the, yeah. Who, the cells of Valyria or something. Right. Who who basically found or like was contacted by the the uh, the faceless god. Was it the face? No, the the god of no name. What the hell is his name? God of many faces. The god of faceless. many. I don't know. <laughs> Hail Hydra. God of many. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the hell's going on anymore. There's so many gods yeah. running around here. <laughs> I mean, it's, so anyway, so that that god contacted him and says, "Hey, listen, if you take off your face, I'm going to do good things for you." And then eventually, he kind of you know used these people and created the city of Bravos. 
right? Right. Okay. That's yes. all I know. Yes. I, I'm going with that. Okay, good, good. Yeah. Welcome to oh Ill God. Knowledge with Hodarcast. <laughs> we only know so much. Consult your local Google for more information. Right. All right, so, so uh, ask Jeeves. Arya goes to check out this play, uh, which we've previously discussed, which is basically the rest of Westeros. Westeros. <laughs> Wow, yeah, that, that one, boy, this with scene... With more nudity. With, with, well, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, well we, we did address, you know, she, she saw uh, events not quite as she understood them, but, but also things, events that happened after she left. Uh, and, uh, but, uh, yeah, we, then we, we go from Valyria to Veneria. With this, ah. this gentleman, uh, <laughs> what, but, oh. we're, we're, we're talking, no, we're not just talking oh. nudity, we're talking... Full frontal nudity, as in yeah, the full yeah. screen. We, we get the whole thing. But, on your giant TV. <laughs> I, I, oh God! Yeah, it's like holy moly. Um, but can, can we just can we just backtrack a little bit and just talk about this performance level here? This sixty-five inch wang. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, oh, what do you got there? Oh, I got a sixty-inch wang. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but can we go back to to this this kind of community theater that we have here? This yes, is please. this scene almost threw it off the rails. This was this was. A rough one for me. I mean, this is right. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's just such a weird recap for like, if you haven't been here, this is what happened, you know. And like, I, I get that we're showing. <laughs> I it was and- for the audience. Though. No. Yeah. I, I also think that part of it is is it gives you an idea of how the world perceives what happened yeah. through oral history and sort of uh, the history is is told by the survivors, right, or, or the the winners. Uh, it's told by the so, community theaters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, it, of the world. but obviously the you know the uh, the Lannisters who are still in power have control over the story. Wow. <laughs> it's a possum. Mike, get out of the way. Dragons. There's dragons here. <laughs> Jesus! Hey, you know, under the <laughs> we were going to record this at wow. five o'clock, right. and then Kim had to go see a show about Shakespeare. Shakespeare. It was. I think it was pretty much what we saw in the Game of Thrones show. Yes. <laughs> she tried to go, Restaurants but I did fear. She had to wait to watch a movie about Shakespeare. <laughs> all right. So I just have to. I just have to to place that so that we are all in in, in receipt of the fact that that scene was not my favorite. I did not enjoy that. Okay. Well, but Why by the same not? token, I, I was very curious to hear Mike's thoughts because I figured we'll get to it. But there, there's so many White Walkers in this episode that oh. I thought Mike must be in heaven. Oh, I was. But, oh, okay, yeah. we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. So, what was your main beef with the play? That he wasn't in it. Well, I wasn't in it. <laughs> that they stole my idea, and that it's it was just it for was some just, reason they cast Paul Giamatti in the play. For you know, I know, yeah, it was Ned Stark. Yeah, I was like, oh man, how did I not get a read for that? Jeez, man, <laughs> oh Ned Stark. Goop, goop, goop. I was like, jeez. Why uh, is he pushing a lawnmower? Yeah, <laughs> I doth push it. I doth push it good. <laughs> um, no, it was. Uh, it's it was okay, but it just it, I just had a bad feeling about the scene, and then what we were me- immediately agree with after the farts was a penis. So right. you know, it, and the whole reason ostensibly that we saw this penis was because he had bumps on it. <laughs> so, right, uh, which is yeah. the beginning it's of a which, character right. thing to show how it, all these actors our, are all the rippers. Sure. <laughs> yeah, we got our share of female works. nudity too. Right, uh, just yeah, to, so just for, for, you know, equal time. It is equal the, time. It is equal the time. Interest of, of equal time. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I guess. I mean, Kim, is that something that's like, I mean, as a girl? No. No? I mean, because like, I'm sure Jason and I were like, oh, look at those breasts. Those are all right. Yeah. But like, yeah. like as a girl, you're like, Speak oh. For all women, but I don't know many women who are like, yeah, I want to see a penis. In look at that warted penis. <laughs> no. That, that bi warted penis. Wow. Let's see more Carl Drogos. Let's see more. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Carl, yeah, Carl Drogo. <laughs> I will say that, yeah, there has been mostly. Uh, uncomely lads who have been showing their junk. <laughs> the one you know. showing it to Cersei. Let's yeah, see more street. dead Jon Snow. That was pretty good. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. So you got that. We we got the uh, you know Melisandre. Well, everything the doctor's mentioning leaves a little bit to the imagination, which is you know it's still somewhat classy. This is true. Yeah, yeah. it's just like wow. Yeah. <laughs> good lord. Hey, we have no such effort. No. Before, when it uh, first came on screen, there was a split second. I'm like, am I really seeing what I'm seeing? Oh Jesus! <laughs> it's, is that a dragon? Oh god! Oh, oh god! No, it's not a dragon. Oh god! Oh, there a goat standing in front of dragon. the camera. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, the whole point with this scene is that Arya is backstage somehow, and uh, I don't know how that happened. She just kind of snuck her way back there. I, I know. And, She's, uh, and, like, that's, uh, that noticed, that's that oyster girl. What's she doing? Yeah, there? <laughs> the oyster girl. Cockles, cockles, muscles, <laughs> penises, <Adams and> shells. <laughs> Penis inspection. Oi, <laughs> <laughs> girl. Hey, look at this. Here. What can you do about that? <laughs> Got a couple of warts. <laughs> See, like all that Westeros of uh, Westeros of Westeros stuff. Now is completely valid. Yes. Those guys yeah, were completely legitimate theater. Restaurant players. They they are the like they are the, uh, the the East Coast company here. We're the West Coast company. And now we have full license to go out and do actual restaurants of Westeros shows here in Southern California. I don't I don't care. I, I believe fully they've stolen our idea. I am very I'm moderately miffed and we're gonna build a wall and they're gonna pay for it. And I'm very, very excited about all of this. <laughs> DD and Benny Hoff are going to fund this. <laughs> DD. Double D. Double D. And, and Benny Hoff. And yeah. Benny, Benny Hoff, which is a, it's a, a Japanese restaurant, right? Names does not exist just in the character realm. It's also no, no, in the no. realm. <laughs> the full production company. Yes. yes. DD and Benny Hoff. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, Hoff. we see this famous so, lady crane who's apparently done something so egregious. She needs to be. Off. Well, she, she drinks <laughs> rum backstage, which Arya notices, which is important. Right. So she figures out that's how she's going to kill her. Right. And the uh, and the younger the younger actress wants to kill her. That's what we kind of glean from her. That's what uh, Arya theorizes, right? But we don't uh, really. Know I believe why. so. Yeah. It's, it seems to be that. Right. Hey, you know something's going to go wrong. She's going to poison the wrong person. Something's going to be crazy, there, right? gonna, especially when she addressed it later, and she says, "You know, it, it doesn't seem like she did anything wrong." Or yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. he gives her the speech about, uh, you know, do you think it's just uh, people who are not innocent who die? And so, so. yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway, we're, we're moving right along that. to uh, the Iron Islands, right? Oh yes. Now I will in, in wrap up. I will say that this whole subplot has gotten a little more interesting. I I, I liked the backstory. About the yeah. whole, you know, House of Black and White and, and Bravos and all that sort of stuff. This this is becoming a little more interesting. Um, and and I, I will also say one like a larger context that I said like maybe last season that this whole show has become something like a superhero origin show, right? Mm-hmm. And we're starting to see everyone's origins kind of being played out and how they're coming into this. And we see uh, Khaleesi, she has, you know, she can summon dragons and she, you know, turns away fire. And Jon Snow has risen from the dead. <laughs> and now Arya, <laughs> you know, she has fighting skills. Everyone's getting their little skill together so they can form the Avengers and fight the White Walkers. <laughs> 
All right, we know I, you yeah. love Civil War. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't quite sure about you that. Do I thought too. You were, what you were saying was this: the entire series is the origin story that's going to lead to the the uh, Game of Thrones cinematic universe. Yes, <laughs> so we have all our offshoot shows, like you were discussing last week, our spinoffs. Ugh. That would be so great. I could just, you know, because we still have Southeros. No one has ever touched oh. Southeros. We are going to go down there and just create fan fiction. So kick ass. All right. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Let's move on. We have the, so, uh, uh, the Iron Islands. King's the, Moot, right? Yes. The King's Moot. Oh, so good. It's one word. The King's Moot. The King's Moot. King's Moot. Yeah. King's Moot. King Moot. <laughs> Coot. 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 Hey, Kudor, what are you doing? Kudor, Kudor. <laughs> All right. So, so uh, Theon and his sister Yara mm-hmm. show up. Yep. Uh, and uh, she is uh, claiming the throne uh, while the, you know, there all these, these uh, rather portly gentlemen are uh, uh, <laughs> well fed Iron Island yes. people. That's <laughs> <laughs> a fish. Uh, yeah, fish is not low calorie in Westeros, it is uh, <laughs> high calorie, high fat products there. <laughs> So they, they seem to be on the verge of electing their first female leader when uh, who walks yeah. in but uh, evil Uncle Euron. Euron. He, he called himself Euron. He's like, I'm Euron. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm Euron. I've seen okay. it twice Yeah, now. I didn't catch his name. The maester, I fell it's, down on that one. It's oh, Euron. Euron. Yeah. Like, like Euron, but right. Euron, it's, it's, but yeah. E-U-R-O-N. Yeah, E-U-R-O-N. yeah okay. but the first time he said it, like, I'm Euron. Like, oh, all right. <laughs> hey, man, your name, buddy. Whatever you want. <laughs> With a Y. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, if you remember from uh, what was it the least, uh, last week or week before he pushed his brother off the bridge and uh, yeah before I he think was yeah. this close to hitting the water but not so much yeah mm-hmm. this guy has totally been a helicopter drop in of a plot point right I mean yeah, this, this guy is, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well I'm your long lost brother Euron I've been sailing the seven seas and I'm going to push you over a bridge and now I'm king kill them like right. oh dear God all right okay <laughs> by the drowned gods what's going on here I mean I, I guess you could consider it maybe the last couple of seasons, this is his build up to restoring Theon to grace. Yes. Yeah. Even though we, we sort of feel sympathetic for him now anyway. Yeah. But, yeah, but, but maybe, you know, something happens to his sister and he becomes king. Who knows? Well, it, it's, I mean, mm. I mean, as they said in the After the Thrones little thing or Inside the Thrones, that this really was one of his more redemptive moments where he literally could have stepped forward and said, yep. I'm going to be oh, king. Absolutely. And I, for a mm-hmm. second, I thought he was going to do that. There was a look on his face, and I was, oh. I was thinking he was just going to stab Gosh, him. In the back. I, didn't, I didn't think that. He's so broken down. Yeah, I yeah, can't yeah. imagine he'd have the strength. But I mean, what, it would have been a shock if he did. Yeah. yeah. So does this complete his redemption? Like, as far as a character, are we, are we completely behind him now? It's, it's, no. I mean, I'm not. But, uh, maybe, <laughs> I maybe am. Others are. Yeah. I am about 78% yeah. behind him right now. <laughs> I, you know, suffered a lot, but I mean, does that really, you know, make he you a better person? Sure. Mm. He saved Sansa. He saved Sansa. He killed those More two farm kids to save his, his other, his, mm-hmm. uh, his children, or not, his, his brothers and sisters. Um, oh, he didn't do that to save them, though. Oh, he did it to save himself, basically, to, yeah. to not get in trouble for that. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, he's... He's not, I mean, in, in the normal world, in, in, you know, 20th century Western storytelling, he should die. At some point in time, he should die to atone for his sins, right? That is, that's what is called of him. You know? He's going to have to sacrifice himself like Hodor. Yeah, it's exactly that. It's, it's sort of the, uh, mm-hmm. it's the old motion picture code. You know, they enacted like in the 30s <laughs> and 40s that, that bad guys can never win. You know, they always mm-hmm. have to suffer. They always have to die. 
And so that, that's what we're expecting. But this is Westeros, man. This yeah. is Westeros. Bad guys live and good people die. Exactly. Straight out of Westeros. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so so uh, Euron, uh, you know, makes fun of Theon's uh, lack of of uh, essence. I don't know how are you <laughs> bits. See yeah, junk. He's missing some bits. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, he uh, Euron says he plans to take his ships to Marine, and uh, he's going to try and seduce Khaleesi, and <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. Good luck yeah. with that. <laughs> yeah. So Dracarys. Uh, yeah, there's this crazy. <laughs> baptism like ceremony where they all decide he's going to be the king and then they drown him uh, yeah yeah that was interesting yeah and then he he, he comes back to life so he, he's a dead man cannot <laughs> die yeah I, I, it's like proving someone a witch if she drowns then she wasn't a witch <laughs> exactly yes, the exact word is what is dead may never die huh. yeah I, I want to back that up a little that, that one little point because it is again another little bit of a helicopter drop in in the fact that just like two episodes ago, all of Khaleesi's ships burned. Yeah. And now, mm-hmm. you know, King Euron shows up and he's like, I'm going to build all these ships and we're going to go get her and bring her over here. So it's. Oh, well, yeah, yeah maybe that's the setup. Yeah, she needs ships. Yeah, it's, it's very convenient at this point in time. But mm-hmm. that's fine. I'm, I'm going to look past it because I think. This and is, hey, maybe Euron is a little more convincing than we give him credit for. Maybe he's a little sinister <laughs> and can, you know, uh, put a good face on and, and uh, convince Khaleesi uh, to do something. We don't know. Urine, We've only urine. seen one side of him so far. This is true. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, urine could, uh, he could really turn things around. I just want to say urine over and over. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I, I have to say, though, that the Iron Isles, Isles have, uh, this was a very good, the season's been very good for them. We've understood their world a lot more. It's, it's a lot cooler. Because all we've seen before is just like, you know, the pike and, you know, people running around inside a, you know, a castle. But, Learning about their world has been a lot more fascinating to me. Yeah. They're the anti-Dorn to me. Yes. <laughs> They're so anti-Dorn. Yeah. <laughs> I'm semi-anti-Dorn, too. Yeah. Well, yeah. didn't see them so in the next we, week. Uh, we, I'm sorry. You have something else to say about that? No, I just said we didn't see the uh, we didn't see Dorn in next week's episode of Game of Thrones. Oh, thank so. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, all right, where are we going next to, Jason? Uh, we are going uh, nearby. How do you pronounce that? The, the Dothraki place, Dothrak. Dothrak. Oh, the namester speaks. <laughs> yes. So, uh, yes. Uh, now uh, you have Daenerys and uh, MTV's Daria and mm-hmm. Ser Jorah. <laughs> Uh, and Jorah uh, has the big confession. Oh, just comes right out. Yeah, yeah. There was, there was, yeah, it was rather kind of. I thought there would be a little more of a build up to that. Yeah, uh, a little, little but, more hand wringing, a little more like, oh, yeah. uh, you know, don't worry about me. Yeah, it seemed seemed yeah. seemed very like quick. Like, oh, suddenly we're in this very yeah, <laughs> well, revelation. Big confession. Big revelation. Which he he says Tyrion Lannister was right. I love you. I'll always love you. Which was huge. Mm. And maybe part of that was because of that what we saw earlier with uh, he and Dario, where uh, uh, you know they were kind of needling each other, and yeah. maybe he's finally had enough and be like, okay, I, I do. I, I'm yeah, gonna... what do I have to lose? I'm going to die with right. this crap on my own. Yeah, yeah. It 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 did push things along a lot faster than it has been moving. You know, I mean, if you look at the progression of this year with with the Khaleesi, you know, I mean, she's moved backward and now she's moving fa- forward quickly. Right. Yeah. And this yeah. whole subplot where they were just kind of wandering around the desert and we got to sneak in and get her and lock the door. And now it's like, I have, you know, I have Greystone here. I'm going to die. 
you know, Greystone. Greystone, Castle Greystone. <laughs> By the power of Greystone. <laughs> Greystoke, the Lord legend of Tarzan. Exactly. <laughs> so, so she, you think if um, you had Greystoke on your arm, you would go around going, ha! Ah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, hey, I was sitting there, ha! Ah. <laughs> I just want to see his arm start to do evil things, right? It's like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. You know? Evil dead. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. but... In in the it's past, it's been it's been almost a death sentence, with, with the exception yes. of Shireen. Um, and right. we sort of thought it was a death sentence yeah. for him, it's but curable. but now it's yeah, it's curable. And now there's been like a, sort of a little. It's it's almost like this love story has been kind of switched a little bit, right? It was this kind of unrequited, yeah. never going to happen love, right? And now there's a possibility. She's like, well, you, I know you love me. Go out and find a cure for this, and you'll stand by my side. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just wondering if anybody actually ever suggested uh, maybe we just cut off your arm. That's what what my wife said. She's like, why don't you just cut off his arm? Like, I don't know. That's a good question. Wouldn't it be worth a shot? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you're going to die anyway. What's that? Last resort. You're going to die anyway. Yeah, I mean, like it was on his wrist. I mean, you cut it off and you become Jamie Lannister. Green or something. Yeah. Yeah, all right. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I felt like uh, I, I know it was supposed to be a very heartwarming moment where she's like, I command you to go find a cure for yourself. Uh, I don't know. I, something felt a little empty about that whole thing. Yeah, I felt a little open ended kind of like, you know, yeah, you go do your thing and come back without grayscale, hopefully. <laughs> As we get further and further away from the actual text of George Martin, I start to feel a little more of the TV-ness coming in. Yeah. Um, especially with the farts. Especially with the farts. I don't... I don't that was re- context. I kind of can live with that. But yeah, the, but there are a lot of them. Maester I mean, fart you know, was a bit much. Yeah. I mean, there was, there was, a, there was a fartster there, wasn't there? There's like, like a maester and a fartster. Than every other show in the history of HBO, there's more farts per capita. Yeah. <laughs> So we're back to uh, Marine. Back to Marine. Drinking games for all. Yeah. Oh, jeez. We have Varus yes, so, and... Um, yes, Varus and Tyrion. Tyrion and Grey Worm and... Um, girl. Melisande. 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 <laughs> Melisande. Uh, yeah, so he's... Uh, he, uh, Tyrion's still figuring out how to uh, rule and keep uh, Khaleesi in power and... Uh, Wait, they haven't so he, had any Sons of the Heartbeat attacks? Yes, right. that was a good point, Doctor, yes. So he summons <laughs> a uh, Red Priestess. What, wasn't that like a weird drop-in where he was like... Yes. Like, oh, you know, who says it has to be a man? And you're thinking it's going to be that girl. <laughs> you're like, oh, that sounds great. And all of a sudden, hey, it's another girl, you know, the Lord of Light girl. Like, who are you, you know? Just kind of came out of nowhere. <laughs> well, yeah, was that? Well, her name is Kinvara. Kinvara. Steal the doctor's role. Kinvara. Kinvara. Yes. But uh, yeah, we we've seen along the line of this series uh, ever since the beginning. If, even if you look to you know uh, Khaleesi when Carl uh, uh, Drogo was about to go down, she entrusted the uh, witch woman, and uh, everybody who's trusted kind of like the religious. Uh, Leaders to come in and solve these problems, it's always backfired in their face. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, obviously, what's going on in King's Landing right now. Yeah. Uh, uh, Very good. Yeah. So, I mean, to bring her mm-hmm. in and, and, and Melisandre herself, who basically ruined Stannis, mm-hmm. uh, yep. is so far when you bring somebody in to, to uh, of a religious stature to change things, it does not work out on this show. No. Mm-hmm. 
And that that girl was was very attractive, but all I could think about, she's wearing one of those necklaces. Oh, I thought the same thing. Man, come on. Come on, man. She's old and wrinkly, too. You know it. Just just show me another warded penis, man. I can't think about what's going on past that necklace. I'd rather see that than an old woman, real. (laughs) They were very close. They were, I mean, you know. Listen, maybe if they had an actual old woman, but they just put Melisandre in a bunch of old age makeup. This is true. Yeah, it was was rough. It was a rough pattern there it was uh you know so it, and this character came in very quickly and in, in a very soap opera like fashion to sort of we establish herself episodes. what's that we only got 10 episodes oh, speaking of which we are, we're halfway through this season by the way yeah, what we, we are right at the halfway title point. of this episode didn't we well what is the title the halfway point door the door <laughs> all right the door the door the whole the door. door yes mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, uh, Kinvara is, uh, you know, as we were saying, she's, uh, she's believing, I guess. She, she so believes she's that, been uh, asked there to what? What is her purpose of being summoned before Syria? She's there to, she's there, like, to Someone. bring in a religious element to it with the Lord of Light. Right, the Lord of Light her- is going to bring Khaleesi to, across the finish line here as the, the leader of, of the Six Kingdoms. Well, it's it's mm-hmm. like sort of bringing in like a bunch of, like a bunch of PR men to kind of push it up, right? It's like, yeah. oh, my priestesses, they'll, they'll you know, they'll talk yeah. it up and make it, it look like sway she's... public opinion and all. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He wanted, right. Tyrion wants the people to know that Khaleesi is responsible for the cessation of attacks yeah. and all that stuff. Okay. This this feels like a lot of uh, weird machinations to get to this, right? It's like, right. oh, let's call in religion. That should help. I mean, you know, Tyrion <laughs> should know better, right? He should be like, eh. I feel like that, but uh, there's something very weird, uh, and maybe it's because she, uh, by her reputation, but I mean, especially when she encounters Varys, who was skeptical, yeah. and is able to tell him yeah. exactly what happened when, mm-hmm. uh, once again, somebody's bits get uh, removed from the show. <laughs> right, right. Uh, he so, heard a voice. Uh, yeah, he heard a voice, and what did the voice say? Uh, and that's kind of cool to see him rattled. Never see him yes. really rattled. Yeah, he's very sort of cool and collected all the time. Yeah. Well, and again, she pointed out that he has information, but she seems to have more information than he does, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. that's the currency that he speaks in, and that's that's so personal to him that it's like, oh, you win. Yeah. So, that, so I guess the big question really is though, what happens when Daenerys comes back? If she doesn't like what she sees, I mean, does that cause a rift between her and Tyrion? Does that cause a rift between her and this woman who might seek revenge if she's, you know, uh, ousted by uh, at least? She finds out that he's permitted slavery for another seven years. Yeah, she's not going to be too happy about that either. But Mm -hmm. I I mean, like one of the bigger questions at this point in time is, uh, is the Lord of Light really a good god? I mean, I mean, so far, all of its powers have been invoked for very good and bad stuff, but mostly not great, right? I mean, it's brought people back to life, but it's also summoned that smoke monster, which killed some. Right. <laughs> it has misled people with, you know, false visions or visions yeah. that are kind of a little off, you know. It persuaded oh, a man to murder his daughter. Yeah, so so there's a lot of, I mean, you know, this this guy's a little, you know... Well, the vision, I think, is more left to the interpretation of the person. If they If they are not in tune with the god... Uh, then and their 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 vision is clouded because of their own self interest or something like that. I, that. That's at least my interpretation of it. I get, but like no. Go ahead, Kim. Oh, nothing. I just said that an interesting idea, Jason. Well, I mean, and that's what she said too. She said, "Well, you know, people are fallible, but but then that that's like then how strong is that God, and how much does that God really care about all of this? You know, it's not taking an active you know part in all this because Melisandre saw Stannis on the wall." Mm-hmm. of of uh, Winterfell right. winning and 
if and she was so certain about it, and she seemed to be someone who's really devout towards this, and maybe she does right. have a different uh, you know a different agenda than the Lord of Light, but she certainly seemed to be in in tune with him as much as she thought she was right. Mm. I don't know. Yes. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm all about the drowned god right now, you guys. I'm sorry. I'm really, you know, I mean. We'll take you out to the pool afterwards, yeah. Mike. <laughs> Kitty pool. <laughs> Put a bunch, of, a bunch of trees on my head and, you know, I'm king. Like, that's a terrible <laughs> crown. What the hell? Oh, man? yeah, that crown. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it was pretty like, bad. That's it? <laughs> like, you just made that or what? What the hell's going on here, man? I guess it's supposed to be made of driftwood or something. I guess so, <laughs> yeah, I mean. Is that their goal? Made it in shop class. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, where are we going to next? Where uh, Castle Black. Castle Black. Yes. Okay. Yeah, John again. Yay. So, yeah, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so. Our yeah. buddy Tormund, who's Tormund. now in comic oh, relief. Oh, boy, yes. man. Turn up the uh, Tormund. So hard at that luck he gave her. Yeah, because you, you know what's coming. Oh yeah, you know there's the, the, this weird Hagrid uh, love story with the giantess woman from <laughs> Harry Potter. The look he gave her when they were outside, and he's sitting on his horse, is like, hey, hey, hey. oh, I know. <laughs> oh, and she's so disgusted by him, which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I, don't, I, I don't know if that's ever going to happen, but but it certainly is an interesting subplot. Um, and you, you know, they, ship them been... as the kids say. What? What's that? <laughs> you don't ship them as the kids. Yeah, say. yeah. I, I'm <laughs> Well, I was reading an interview with the uh, the previous uh, director of the like the previous two episodes, and and this was an actual thing. This wasn't something they just kind of stumbled across. That this is something they planned for. This sort of relationship between the two of them, these sort of yeah. longing looks. Oh, well, I don't think they stumble across anything, do they? Well, I mean, when you're sitting, <laughs> well, like, I mean, I, to like, this extent, I mean, it, what Mike has mentioned, you know, when we're in this uncharted territory where there's no more books, they do I consult, uh, you know, George Martin, but at the same time. You know, a lot of this is on them. He's yeah. giving them bits and pieces, but he's not giving them everything. Yeah. Yeah, I have I mean, to obviously think the Hodor that. thing was directly from him, and they talked about it in the interview afterwards, how you know, mm. struck they were and how, you know, just mm-hmm. how uh, devastated they were to hear the story about Hodor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in that uh, Castle Black scene, it was very interesting. They're talking about the, all the other families, this multitude of families, dozens of families that we don't hear about in the North. Right. Mm-hmm. The, the Umbers and Karstarks we've heard of before, but all these... You know, small houses. Right. We can gather them all together. Maybe yeah. they can do it. But they won't because so, um, they never do. It never <laughs> happens like that. <laughs> so a couple of big things happen in this scene, one of which we already talked about, which is uh, she gives that intel from Littlefinger and lies about mm-hmm. it, which we, we talked about. But the other really big thing is that Sansa sends Brienne to go to River Run to get the yes. Pulley Army. Yes, and uh, she uh, Brienne doesn't want to really. She wants to stick, you mm-hmm. know, because of what happened before. She she was assigned to protect her, and mm-hmm. she lost her, and she wasn't able to do anything. Um, so, and she doesn't trust anybody there. So, uh, but I guess uh, she says uh, if if she trusts John, she trusts John. She, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. but why, why lie to him? So Sansa mm-hmm. didn't quite know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Although, if there's an army in the north staying at, what was it, um, the Moat Kalen, you'd think that word would get to them eventually. Hey, there's an army from uh, the airy hanging around here. I think you would find it eventually. Yeah, yeah, I, I, have, yeah. To, I have to imagine at some point in time someone's going to say, uh, there's like 3,000 horsemen over there. <laughs> uh, what am I doing about that? Uh, well, we'll see. Um, so then uh, John leaves our good buddy Ed in charge of Castle Black. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dolores said. 
Dolorous Ed. Dolorous Ed. <laughs> With two D's. Yeah. And Morton Joe. <laughs> and then, yes, and Morton Joe. So uh, <laughs> now, which brings us to our very sad conclusion. Yeah. Uh, we are in the tree. <sighs> in the tree. In right. the tree. Where Bran is sort of, uh, he's on the internet when he's not supposed to be. Well, no, he, at, at first he's not. He is, he's, he's with permission the first time. Where did you uh, go to the first time? Oh no, you know I I, I lied about that because he does he goes he goes to the Night's King, right? Well, yeah, he he, he goes crawls toward the Three Eyed Raven and touches that root. Well, we yeah we missed that we missed that first beat. We didn't talk about that first. Oh, beat. Right, no, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, with the with the the children, right? Yeah, the yeah, the children of the forest, oh, yes. which is a huge yes, the first huge beat. My God, that's so huge. Yeah, yeah. And you've been researching the history of the children and the first men, right? <laughs> well, by researching, I mean I scanned an article. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Which yeah. is research for me. For us. That's for me. us. Yeah, this is about as good as we're going to get here, folks. <laughs> Go listen to another podcast, man. People who read the books. <laughs> but so evidently like 10,000, 12,000 years ago, it was just the children of the forest hanging out in Westeros. And then the first men showed up. Right. And, and they were bad news. I mean, they basically started to fight with the children of the forest. and and cutting down the trees? She yeah, said. cutting down the trees and just, just being bad news. Um. You know, and it's interesting because, you know, like in a lot of the a lot of the names that are given to like some of the, you know, some of the royalty here, it's like leader of the first men or something like that. Mm-hmm. But for the, the children of the forest, that's a bad thing because these guys yeah. showed up <laughs> and they basically, you know, you know, killed them all or 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 start a large war. And so the children of the forest, their response was to create the White Walkers. Which, Not just the White Walkers; they they created the Knights King. Well, that's yeah, exactly the Knights King who who which we've had create. a lot of debate on this show in the past over whether that actually was the Knights King or not, and it it was because Bran mentions him by name this time, and actually he said mm-hmm. Knight King singular, which was weird. Yeah, well, yeah. I, at least I, according to the subtitles I was watching. Part King. of the confusion was that there was a, a in the books there was a, a guy called the Night King who was part of the Watch who. He, you know, right. like, like like a thousand years ago, like left the wall to basically become like to be with the wildlings and all that sort of stuff. This is not right. him. So he's just okay. like some random guy. Your research. Right. <laughs> I've been working hard. So in order to make that one in order to uh, make this, this sort of, uh, uh, you know, white walker, they used dragon glass and stabbed him in the chest, apparently. Mm-hmm. Not stabbed him, but pushed it into his chest. Pushed it into his chest. Gently. Punked into his chest. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of Which, it's, it's exceedingly creepy. But as soon as you start to see the eyes change, you're like, oh, geez, okay. Then now we've seen we've seen that same look with the baby when mm-hmm. they turn the baby. Right, right. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's kind of a weird like this is the cause and the thing that kills you, right? Like dragon right. glass turns you into mm-hmm. White Walker, and it can also kill White Walkers. Yes, which we saw a little later too with a it was a spear. Yeah, it took out the guy with the long hair. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this is uh, this is fascinating in, in as, as we look at the mythology of this and the fact that you know as she said the thing that is now threatening man is what was originally meant to stop man you know it's yeah. it's, mm. it's it's has come back and they created this and then you know it, it like the white walkers have now turned against the children of the forest and wiped them out essentially yeah. right mm. It's a very why? nuclear option. Do we know why? Do we know why? <laughs> well, I, I'm sure some part of them had to resent what ha- that they didn't have uh, a choice in this, and they were forced into this way of life. It's I'm sort of assuming. like a, yeah, it's like unleashing a plague. You know, like yeah. once it's released, it's like it doesn't care. It just wants to kill. Or um, an army of robots. 
An army of rubbits. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, but it's, a it, cool but, little tidbit, by the way. The guy who plays the Night's King on the show with all the makeup on, yeah. that was him uh, being stabbed oh, in the chest. I was wondering about that. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Not, yeah, not a bad cool. looking guy, you know? I mean, like, you know, like, oh, he's, yeah. you know, kind of like an average looking, you know, to good looking guy. And then, you know, they pile all that makeup on. And, yeah. Um, it's, it's, you know, if you think about it, it's such a great weapon against humanity because it uses, you know, the, they're dead against them, you know, it's, right. it's, you know, it's, it's a logical thing for the children of the forest to do. They just, you know, but it also makes me think about when I'm talking about the baby being turned, you know, seasons ago that we saw mm-hmm. and how at the, it was a Craster's keep, right. They wouldn't take the babies out and sacrifice them or something or, or, or mm-hmm. yeah. leave them out in the snow. Leave them out. And right. Yeah. Be and then picked the, up. The, yeah. Basically because the white walkers were replenishing their army. Right. But kind of at a slow pace. I mean, I mean, you know, like to do it like that, like one baby at a time. I mean, do those <laughs> no. do those grow? See, here's the thing also I was thinking about is that he has this sort of four horsemen of the apocalypse or four tops or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, <laughs> four tops. <laughs> Close. About the same. Yeah, four seasons, whatever it is. Um, and two of them are gone now. Right? Because yeah, one was killed right. at Hartholm. John Home. killed one. And then now, yeah, um, yeah like the uh, tree girl killed Along the other there, one. Dude, Mira yeah. killed one. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> is that? I mean, is that where they get the replacements from? Yeah, uh, I was thinking babies? that maybe that baby that was turned into one, maybe he became one of those senior four tops. Became one of the regular run of the mill walker. Right. Yeah. Because other, otherwise, blue eyes, so I'm not sure. Because otherwise, it's a very slow process just to take babies and be like, oh, I'm just yeah. going to turn you in. I'm going to turn you in. And, you know. Well, but we have to think about the grandiose scale of, of the world we're looking at here, which takes place over, you know, thousands of years. Yeah. Uh, what we saw with the with the children, uh, that was that was I don't know how long ago. So, I mean, they, they had plenty of time, even if they did start with just babies to kind of build up this army over because they're, they're not they're undead. They're not going yeah. anywhere. Mm-hmm. I guess the question also is like. Because this was like 12,000 years ago that they sort of invoked this. And then something happened where the White Walkers were defeated or stopped or something. It must have been, right? Because it can't be 12,000 years that these guys slowly walk. Yeah, because – no, no. Because at at the beginning of the series, they were coming back as like this – Yeah, they talk about they haven't been around for thousands of years. Right. Right. So something happened that pushed them back or or killed them or or made them dormant or something. And now they're back. We'll be exploring that on the Restoros of Westeros. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Inside the Restoros of Westeros. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. After the Westeros of Westeros. Right, <laughs> right, right. We might have to have auditions yeah. uh, for the Restoros of Westeros. We have like a, a, an open call. Must be comfortable with full frontal nudity. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> the Bravos Company Players presents auditions for our season of Restoros of Westeros. <laughs> All right, so, so uh, Bran from there decides to uh, do some illicit uh, mm. green watching. Yep. Is that what it is? Green watching? <laughs> uh, green sight. Green seeing. Green, green sleeving. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's doing the green sleeving. Yep. Uh, and he, uh, yeah, he takes an unauthorized trip, discovers the Night's King and the, uh, that uh, undead army. Yeah, uh, and he, he sees himself through. standing outside, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And cool. it, it was so cool when he stood next to the guy who has like you know, half a head. Loved, oh, yeah, awesome. Very yeah. creepy. Very cool. Yeah, but uh, unfortunately, the Night's King looks directly at him uh, <laughs> and realizes, "Oh crap!" They can see him, so he he, he gets grabbed uh, and runs. But he has the brand, the imprint on him. Uh, Brand's got a brand. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> the uh, 
the, the tile of Westeros. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? The tile? Tile? No. You put you know, you know that thing that you put on a tile and you can find it with your cell phone? Oh, oh right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Night King has an app. Yes, right. yes he had an app on his phone and rode all the way to the tree. <laughs> and apparently has access now, even though he couldn't get in before because my he friends. touched Bran. So he got the GPS. Yeah, I got the GPS. He got the code. He's like, yeah, he got the tile. Uh, it's just one, two, three, four. It's just one. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> shit, oh, we've been trying all these crazy things, you know? It's just one, two, three, four. Damn it. <laughs> right. It's password. It's password. <laughs> <laughs> yes. In, in so uh, the first sign we see that they're there are uh, their breath starts turning cold, which is, yeah. it was crazy. Although we oh, do. I have, love when they walk through that ring of fire and the yeah. fire dies down. Oh, I love that. Yeah. But, but, let, but we have to back up a little bit because we have, who's the little wildling girl or whatever her name is? Not well. Uh, Mira. 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 Miri, uh, Mira. Uh, <laughs> sorry, only Kim gets that. Uh, that'll be your next Star episode Trek, to watch. Star Trek reference. Oh God, Miri from Star Trek. Uh, so, so Mira is talking to Hodor about the things that she's going to love having when they get to some place they can. Oh meet. yeah, when that conversation oh, yeah. starts, that is I'm the like, kiss oh, of death. Oh. <laughs> yep, I'm going to have eggs and a rasher of bacon. And, oh, um, I thought for sure that meant she was a goner. <laughs> well, it should have been, yeah. But like Hodor, he he obviously can't start those monologues. He can only respond to it, you yeah. know. <laughs> That's true. But he seemed happy. He seemed in a good place, thinking of food. Because he hasn't lost any weight there. i got to be honest. I'm like, whatever he's eating there, it's, yeah. it's still pretty good eats, you know? Yeah, yeah. High-calorie, high-fat moss out there. I mean, she said she was eating moss. So, I mean, right. You're just eating moss. Like, what, what can they eat that's safe there? I guess it's moss, because you can't eat well, plants. It's all carbs, right? Moss. Roots. I guess so, yeah. But, like, if you eat the roots, like, isn't, like, those plant out. ladies can be like, uh, excuse me, that's my family? Uh, that's my uncle you're eating? Oh, Jesus. Sorry, man. I don't, I don't know. think they're made of roots. Well, whatever the hell those things are, they're like tree girls, you know, who have... Well, somehow the three-eyed raven is, like, built into the roots. Well, no, the roots... By the roots, I mean the band on Jimmy Fallon. Right, right. <laughs> that's too young for us, Jason. I don't understand. Uh, uh, you and your tile. Doc Severinsen <laughs> on the set. <laughs> da, 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 da. Um... That's as old as the hills. So old. <laughs> so, uh, so where are we? So, so, the, so the Raven says to Bran that he has to somehow catch him up real quick oh. and teach him what he knows, which is yeah. like, oh, now? Yeah. <laughs> right now? So uh, apparently they did. They went to uh, Westeros. Right. It's uh, where he sees the vision of Hodor, of Willis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So ju- and just for the for the the sake basically of getting this information, you know, of getting this like hold the door, this you know, this pivotal mm-hmm. moment. Um, yeah. So in that moment, he, how did it work exactly? He could hear Mira calling and calling, calling. Yes. Yeah. Wake up! Wake up! Hold you on. could hear him, or she could hear. So he could hear her through yes. Bran and time travel and. Green yes. sighting, sleeving, somehow. Right. Well, we saw they, they dropped the seed about this a couple episodes ago where we Ned Star, young Ned Stark magic. heard him yeah. in the vision. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now right. he's he's kind of getting the two-way radio here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think one of the, the main interesting things I thought was Hodor saw him. So Hodor yeah. must have had some sort of connection uh, to mm-hmm. that sort of world, you know, uh, where he's able to see him, not just hear him. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he sort of knew what was coming up. He sort of like, yeah. he knew what his destiny was, which was to keep a door closed. Right. Um, which isn't a great destiny, 
you know, all yeah. in all, I mean, because a lot of people have actually <laughs> sacrificed themselves. I mean, because like you know, Tree Girl, she sacrificed herself just to like to give him a couple extra steps. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, like, and I didn't want to let the episode go without mentioning that I saw in the opening credits of the episode that uh, Jack Bender directed this episode, who directed a majority of the episodes of Lost, which oh, dealt really? with time oh, travel and uh, kind of that name. this emotional sort of. Uh, loss and uh, mm. the time travel thing very well together. Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, I, I, I thought it was really, really well directed. Uh, especially the, that last scene is amazing, and the yeah. the sacrifice of the children and uh, the the one that's named Leaf uses that grenade where she's just lying down. They're all just stabbing her. She's laying down, and she kind of lets go, and it goes boom. Couldn't she have just uh, dropped it and like kept running? I mean, like I, I thought maybe that might have been an option, but I guess yeah. she's <laughs> <laughs> no. She got to have that heroic rescue yeah, aliens right. type death. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. there. I mean, like in order to get them out of that hallway, you had to kill Max von Sydow. You know, you had to kill the dog. Well, right? speaking of which, oh, yeah. I mean, before we, we move on, Max von Sydow's death was amazing. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Because the, the, the Knight's King comes in and swipes at him. And in the warging world, he just, like, disappears into, like, a, a whole bunch of uh, CGI ink almost it's, yeah. it's amazing yeah it's really yeah. cool the interesting thing about that too is right when he is getting ready to die you know he didn't just doesn't do the obi-wan kenobi thing it's like oh i'll be back you know like i'm super calm about this he seems kind of sad and scared yeah like that last yeah. couple of moments where he's like you know I, I have to you have to let me go you know he's he's really he's like this sucks you know i mean yeah. i really just want to stay in this tree forever and well, honestly, I think he had more time to train Brand. It's kind of you know going back to the Obi Wan Kenobi connection. Uh, the uh, uh, you know is Yoda training Luke, and Luke takes off before yeah. he's done training, and it's like, well, what happens now? The whole world's gonna, you know, the whole uh, universe is gonna implode on us. The bad guys are gonna win because you didn't stick around and learn what you needed to learn. Yeah, I love that moment when he said, "Am I am I ready?" He said, no. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> right. uh, yeah. I, I like. I want to read into it a little more personal in the fact that like he knows that he's just going to die. You know, like you know, because because with these sort of creatures, these sort of you know beings that have, oh, we know they're going to come back in some other, you know, oh, you know, like a tree is going to suddenly open up its eyes and say, well, hello there, I'm here, Brad. You know, <laughs> you know I mean, something's going to talk to him, right? And my my hope is that like, hello there, hello there. Well, we already saw a tree with a face over there it was crying blood, so I mean, you know, everything's everything's in play. And I guess my hope is that, you know, as as John didn't see anything when he died, maybe, you know, Max mm-hmm. on Treehouse knows that, that this is the end for him. Oh, you were holding on to that one for a while. <laughs> I just made it up. I swear to you. <laughs> it's, um, I'm out here right now in the middle of the night. It's cold. There are possums everywhere. They've formed a circle around me. There's one that has blue eyes. I'm terrified. Got to get my good looks in right now, man. This is this is rough. <laughs> So uh, we get to them <laughs> running out the door, and uh, you know, Hodor, who has not wanted to move, it seemed like, uh, suddenly mm. you know, becomes the hero and opens the door and then closes it and holds it shut. Mm. Uh, and then we, we get to our, our famous scene that we were discussing where he, he uh, <gasps> collapses. He the door, yeah. 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 It's so I, I'm so there's so many different ways of thinking about this scene and, and my brain mm-hmm. kind of gets a little scrambled because of the whole time travel thing and everything. But it, it, everybody seems to be giving Hodor credit for being like the most selfless character and sacrificing himself and all that sort of stuff. But when you think about it, Bran warged into him, right? Well, I think at the end he didn't. Uh, Bran, it was weird. Like because, just 
I mean, in the past. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, Bran has worked him in the past, for sure. Right. So in that moment when he's he is warging into him and he loses his, his ability to speak and everything like that, he's connected to himself in the, the present, to our present, uh, uh, because he's hearing the voices and everything like that. So I, is it Hodor's choice, really? I mean, he just seems like he's this guy comes along, works <laughs> into him, and the poor guy is yeah. like a mute for the rest of his life. Thanks yeah. a lot, Bran. Yeah, if you think about it, it's, it's a horrible, it's a horrible life for him. It's yeah. like I'm going to ruin your life, basically from the age of like 13 and on, just so you can keep that door closed, so I can keep going. Right. But maybe, maybe we'll save the world. But yeah, you know. <laughs> You know, same thing happened with, you know, Tree Girl with the bomb. Uh, you know, I mean, it's just uh, mm-hmm. so so really he ruined his life for a good like 30 <laughs> to 40 years. So right. he could keep a door closed. He could be a doorstop, you know. <laughs> so all the tree girls are the children are gone then, I guess. Right. I guess that, so. Can we assume that or are there others? Are there last about? ones? I mean, we didn't. I, I wish know. we had more time to learn about those people. Yeah. Because they're. Yeah. they're and where the hell look at those bombs from? What are these weird, like, acorn yeah, bombs? Grenades. <laughs> acorn bombs. <laughs> They're so weird. Like, they just ex- – oh, and we also have grenades. Oh, did we tell you that? We are with, one with the forest, and we have grenades. Oh, Jesus. They're incendiary napalm grenades. I don't remember that ever being any forest. You know, that just seems like, all right, you know, whatever. Like these thermal detonators they have in their hands, you know. It's <laughs> – Right. I guess we'll probably never oh. be able to watch the series again and hear Hodor without having a, a totally different understanding of what he's saying every time yeah. now. This is why you got to go back and rewatch the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, here's here's the other thing, too, is that, like I remember I was reading and uh, it was somebody on like Gawker or one, one of those Gawker websites just kind of railed into it about how like this was totally something created by the writers that it was so precious to have him like say hold hold the door hold the door and he hadn't seen the inside the thrones thing where you know George R R Martin you know re- revealed that it was in fact like a setup and a payoff mm-hmm. I'm still not 100% certain about that I still feel like maybe R- George R R Martin like came up with that like like a year and a half ago, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, yeah. Did you hear the story? I don't know if you saw on the internet today, a very interesting story. And I'd actually, I think I'd read this before previously, this guy's theory. There was one fan who pretty much got it right. Yeah. And, and I, I guess uh, George, uh, 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 hold the door. Yes. And I'll tell you why, because he sure. met him at a fan convention. Uh, and he, Martin. yes. And Martin okay. kind of laid a little clue in and said something about always wanting to be an elevator operator. And it was seemed like off the cuff and like didn't have anything <laughs> like that. Weird. And then he kind of put the, the two together and actually came up to him again at a different event that he saw him at and said, I think I know why Hodor says what he does. He's saying, hold the door. And he, he got that from his statement previously. Wow. And then and Martin basically said to him, you have no idea how close you are. Oh, <laughs> and I wow. mean, he, because and I, Basically, because he couldn't say, "Yeah, you got it right," right? Because <laughs> right. the world would know. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I, somebody. And it, this is a long time ago. Somebody figured this out. Hmm. Now, do you guys ever I would, remember? I, I probably look up and find the guy's name so give him proper credit. For I, <laughs> like I saw like somewhere that there's actually three people who got it now. So I mean, I mean, you yeah. know, there's a, there's seven billion people on this planet. Someone's going to figure it out, right? I mean, there's just <laughs> it's just yeah. you know, I mean, if there's like you know, forty million people watching the show. Two or three of them are going to figure it out and post it on the internet and be like, I was right, you know. And I was saying to Jason before you joined our chit chat, mm-hmm. um, you know, that whole on that internet rumor about, oh, he warged into a horse and all that. Right. When they, when they had that brief shot of the horse 
Oh yeah, you know, Willis in, <laughs> in the background with Willis. I'm like, oh no, don't tell me it's I know. true. <laughs> <laughs> and then Hoder the horse rides up, and and uh, Brand gets on it and rides away. Right. So glad that did not come true. Now, nah. did you guys? Uh, I remember this from a long time ago. In Saturday Night Live, uh, Eddie Murphy was giving this. He was giving this monologue. Do you guys remember this? And he was telling like a joke about African-Americans. He's like, man, you know, there's these jokes that go around about African-Americans. And the punchline was Hody Door. Hody Door. Yeah, I, I was thinking the same uh, thing. Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, there was a racist connotation <laughs> of that. Now I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, I completely forgot about yeah, that. No, I and, thought about that last night for sure. And, and so, so I mean, it's it, it was like weird. That's like, oh, this is a slightly racist thing here, you know. That's, you know. <laughs> oh, jeez. Now you put another layer on it for when I watch uh, yeah, it. Yeah. George Martin <laughs> is a racist. No, no. <laughs> oh. that's, that's just the thing that went through my head. I was just like, Oh God! I remember this from like the the '80s. You know, this was like you know. So anyway, I mean, it didn't ruin it, but it was like, oh, I have a second interpretation now of that. You know, so. So I I found out there are there are actually two people referenced here online Ah. that uh, figured this out. One actually in 2008. uh, A user on uh, uh, the Westeros.org forum uh, actually kind of said it jokingly and and figured it out. Uh, but the, the one that I was talking about, this was in 2013, so a few years back, uh, an author named Michael Ventrella spent some quality time with George R. R. Martin in the elevators at the conference and during one of their trips up and down. Ventrella oh. made a joke about the connection of Game of Thrones mastermind, and uh, he responded by saying, you don't know how close to the truth you are. So, yeah. 2008. Wow. Yeah, the original one, 2008. Yeah, that's crazy. How long have these books been around? When was the first one written? Oh, the 90s, I believe. Um, oh, yeah, I didn't know it was that long. Been going a long time. Hmm. Um, so, well, I I have on the verge that there are three. Oh uh, well, someone posted on the Song of Fire and Ice subreddit. Also, oh, um, oh my, right. Yeah, so everyone wants to say I knew. I know, I know. <laughs> this is what this is what fanatics I would like have to done. Know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I <laughs> knew nothing. I think we can make the, the worst guesses of what it is. Uh, yes, but now we our namesake is dead, oh, and the yes. bit is the bit is ruined. You know, our, our mirth <laughs> of Hodor has now been replaced by a. Unless we are the ones who need to keep his name going, I believe we do. I believe in, <laughs> We're in a tribute band. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't have an appropriate like. You sound very, very excited about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, was, I was racing through my mind to come up with some sort of like comparable, you know, like 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 a Queen cover band to be like, you know, right. God save the whatever the Mercuries oh, yeah. or something, you know. Yeah. We are God save the Mercuries. God save the Mercuries. <laughs> so I can do that. Yeah. Representation of Queen references. Right. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> old. <laughs> That's the, no, it, that one's still relevant because you know young people still get into Freddie Mercury and there's there's Adam Lambert Fine. and uh, you know yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I think uh, I don't know what I think. What do you guys think? <laughs> oh, about changing always, the uh, name? I don't know. Could, I mean, always go back to Podrick Cast. We could oh. do a pirate cast. No, we're no, we're going to keep on with Hoder cast. Yeah, yeah. our our devoted. If nothing fans. else. It would cause Mike to uh, have to change the the logo for the <laughs> just oh, add God, little no. halos to each image. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, well, I can change the image. Maybe I'll change the image. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put have some him, halos like, on it. Have him like dead or something like that. You know, like a tombstone that says Hoder Put cast. Some coins over his eyes. <laughs> right. You know, no. Put, put the, Weird the rocks. stones. Yeah. <laughs> rocks, yeah. You know why we put rocks on their eyes so their eyes won't open? Yes. All right. Okay. 
Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Freak everyone Fair out. Enough. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> to be exceedingly creepy. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, so I think I think we've we've sort of covered this uh, this episode. Yes. Um, next, next week, next week looks like we're going back to King's Landing. Yes, there's going to be a standoff. Mm, yeah. yeah, looks like we're going to get some resolution can, to that. Yeah. Feels like things are really if by resolution. You mean Queen Marjorie's not going to make that walk? Uh, oh, yes. Oh. Well, <laughs> too much to my chagrin. <laughs> and, and see, I, I would be excited oh, about works. that. But like when I think about like like the penises that we'd have to see <laughs> in retaliation for that, what? That's Jason's big Good break. Point. He's gonna be on. Yeah. <laughs> He's been working out. Yes, if you happen to be cast in Game of Thrones and you're looking for somebody to flash the queen you know, to make the walk, I, right. give me a call. Leap out and wiggle his hips. Right. <laughs> oh, I just wiggled my hips and she gave me a little smile. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so I think it's time for us, as as previously invoked, that we take back what was rightfully ours. Oh. We take back the Winterfell, <laughs> oh. a parody, and community theater, <laughs> and take a little trip, not to Bravos, which is not even on the <laughs> continent, for God's sakes. Essos. Not, not in Essos or in Southeros. <laughs> So excited about South Rose. <laughs> Fan fiction is going to be down there. Um, but instead, join us, gentle friends, as we travel to the Restoros, Restoros? of Westeros. Westeros. Now, where should we be here? I think we should have casting call for the Bravos City Players. <laughs> so like we, find, we find ourselves in a dusty, sawdust-filled theater. There's an outdoor theater, of course, but there's the indoor theater whenever it gets cold. And in here we find our studio theater. The, the studio theater. It's where they have little black them, box. Their, their master classes of acting, of acting and farting. But it's not. It is definitely a, a, a chilly and windy place. Thank you. Yeah, the wind blows through there. <laughs> always, there. always. But it's open call. It's open call. And we have a bevy of people coming through, and our director is now calling for us the, the first person. Jason? <laughs> Am I the director? Yes. Oh, oh excellent. Yes. <laughs> it says here that we are having open auditions today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> are we in Doran right now? <laughs> Doran of Doran. <laughs> I encourage Go all of you inside. to come forth and present your monologue or prepared speech <laughs> one by one. You there, please come forward. That's you, Mike. <laughs> M-Y-K-Y-E. <laughs> and what have you prepared for us today? Uh, hello, Lee. My name is Mike of uh, Rock Bottom in... Uh, <laughs> I'd like to do a monologue that I wrote myself and uh, 16 bars from uh, the reigns of Castamere, if you don't mind. Oh, very nice. All right, Uh, let's have it. This is called uh, The Drowned God. (laughs) Oi, certainly is a rainy day here, here in the Iron Isles. But me, Pete Stronghook, I'm going to get out of here. I tell you what, I tells you what. What are we getting for lunch later? 
I'm sorry. What was that? Oh, was I'm that sorry. A, he's still did going. you want me to? I, I have another monologue. I have. A, I have a comedy piece. A comedy piece uh, on the same why snakes. We, it's why very why funny. Why don't we skip to the sixteen bars? All oh, right, 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 right. Here we go. Here we go. All right. All right. Um, uh, can we, can I have a loot in the key of C, please? <laughs> and you go. Oh, the rain's a cash to me. You will never fear. When you're on the iron oils, the uh, fish will appear. Thank you very oh, much. Very good. Mike, wow. Mike's uh, impressive uh, lyrics. Who's next? I heard of those. That must be a new verse. Well, yeah, well, it's it's from the, uh, the deleted scenes there of uh, the rain's a cash to me. More of a sea oh, shanty. Uh, it was the Anatan tryouts. Uh, Yes, I, I believe we have time for one more. One more audition. Oh, oh, oh. May I? Yes, please. <laughs> please. No, I, I invite you to go. What have you have prepared for us today? Uh, I prepared this. Rips off top. Why? <laughs> you have the part. <laughs> oh. Yay! And scene. And scene. <laughs> and that was the restaurant. The restaurant of, of Westeros. Wow, so great. Uh, I, I You're come taking back the note. And show uh. <laughs> Funky, yet ridiculous. (laughs) I am very excited about our our um, our our community theater productions here. They're getting better and better and stronger. (laughs) I'm going to have to program this closer to the beginning of the show because I feel like. All those people who have tuned out during our this discussion. This is the payoff we're listening to. Right. I know, I know. I, everything else is garbage. This is this should be up in the front. You know, this is this. Nancy is the, knows she scripts. Yes. skips right Nancy, to the end. Yeah, Nancy has her finger on the the fast button. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she knows. Yeah, she's like skip, skips. She's like a, like a one hour skip button on this. So it's like, boom. <laughs> Oh gosh! Well, thank oh, you so much, stuff. pleasant listeners, for listening yes. to this very important and seminal episode for us. It's not yes, seminal. Yes, and uh, please keep Hodor in your heart. Keep Hodor in your heart. And hey, Aww. if you're listening to this, here's what you need to do: you need to go to iTunes and actually put down a review. You got to do a review. Yeah. Here's why: that because be very helpful. The more reviews and the more times you rate, the higher our our you know uh, search goes in the search optimization for Game of Thrones nonsense. And then that means more. And there's people. a lot of it. <laughs> yes, there are. We we are pretty far down on the uh, on the the depth chart of Game of Thrones stuff. So we need to move up because you like this. This is the best podcast out. Everything else is garbage. Like you like, like this. No, you do like this. No, you don't. You don't realize how much you like this. This is you like this. this you really, really like, like this. I mean, like like even the Andy Greenwald podcast. And when it, you wake it, up, it's all you right. Will say, I like this. exactly <laughs> exactly. Please. Are you hypnotizing him, Jason? Is this? Oh, yeah, they've, they've all been hypnotized. Oh, okay, good. Yes, good. master. Yeah. Yes, maester. <laughs> oh, look at that. Oh, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna see more of um, Gilly uh, next episode. Oh, oh God. yeah, we have a Gilly. Yeah, I saw her. that in the preview. I'm very excited about that. She, she is the, the Chloe from 24 of Game of Thrones. <laughs> you cannot kill her. You don't like her, but no, you can't I, kill she, her. She uh, she is. Uh, uh, revealed to be a wildling to Sam's parents, apparently, who he didn't bother telling them that she's a wildling. So, Wait, is she we a wildling? She's just like north yeah. of the wall. She, no, she's a wildling. Does wildling. that qualify? At least she thinks she's a wildling. All right. Yeah. Well, you know, mm. do some 
DNA dragon testing or something like that and figure out, put her in fire. She'll come out as a Targaryen. Um, <laughs> that's, the, right. that's the ultimate litmus, to, litmus test. <laughs> that's right, yeah. Roman fire, if they come out, oh, a Targaryen. Yeah, yeah well, there you go. Yeah, well, <laughs> hey, I mean, they drown people. They might as well let, light people on fire, right? I mean, you know. Yeah, good point. Nobody, they just like tickles and feathers. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> if they can resist, they don't laugh, then they're tortured. That's how they tortured Theon, right? Right. That's, that's oh, in Southeros. Southeros is much oh, nicer. Southeros is easy, folks. Yeah. Southeros is the super Southern chill. people, they're all on the porch drinking some lemonade. <laughs> Come on in here. Come on in and have a nice drink. So. Mint julep. Mint julep, yeah. Oh, country doctor. Yeah. Hey, Miri. Miri. Hey, if you haven't listened to it, check out I Just Want to Talk About Star Trek, which is our other it's podcast. way better than this podcast. Way better. <laughs> <laughs> so much better. Uh, we talked to uh, uh, angry people from Star Trek, people who, who I anger, who were on the show. Um, all right, this is this has been a great podcast. You've been a great audience. We are great. I'm Mike McCafferty. I'm we're Kim all great. And I'm Jason McCarran. And you've been listening to Hodor Cast. Hodor Cast. Hodor Cast. Hodor. Hold on. 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 Hold on.